You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 57. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. As always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you for the next 30 minutes of your day. I hope this finds you doing well in your sobriety and your addiction recovery. Let's get right to it because I am going to attempt to combine three different philosophies that I have learned in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. You've heard me talk about that before. Um, this episode is actually was sparked by Sue Mandel being on the episode last week. If you haven't had a chance to go check that out, please do. In her episode, she referenced toward versus away energy. And this is something that I have discussed very frequently, but I'm not sure if I've given it its own episode. And I've looked back through my notes and I wasn't able to find anything that directly showed me that I had. And if I did, it would have been last year, uh, well deep into the archives. So I figured, why not bring it about? Because with what's going on with the coronavirus and the quarantine that we're all going through, there's probably a lot of you who are dealing with um, this battle of positive versus negative energy. And I'm noticing it on Instagram a lot. It seems to be coming um, across my feed regularly now where people are battling with their addiction uh, regardless if they had a, a day, a month, a week, or a year. I'm seeing it just time and time again. Multiple relapses have occurred uh, because of this. Not necessarily because of this. I don't want to take the responsibility of your relapse out of your hands if that's some place that you're finding yourself now. But this was certainly a trigger. It has caused me to have intense cravings and things that I've had to work through myself. Um, just a little note about that is, you know, when this thing first went down and I was released from my hotel gig, um, yeah, I it was a very harsh reality check for me. I live through a lot of routine. I set things up specifically to have a routine and a structure. And the last time I didn't have a routine and structure like I currently don't have now, um, though I've been building it and I'm doing a, I consider myself doing a good job of it, um, was when I broke my leg skydiving and playing flag football back in August of 2016. And that led me to three months of drinking myself to death in my apartment and then two months of dealing with that while also going to the job and it led me to my sobriety. And now that I'm sitting here without all of this regimen and structure and being able to witness other people going through this same thing that I went through back in August of 2016, I just seeing a lot of parallels in that. And so I, I feel for all of you who are going through this, I do really sincerely want nothing more than for everybody out there in this community to um, thrive, not just survive, but thrive during this, figure out a way to, to build a new regimen and a new structure and to see the positives, even though there's, there's, there can be so many negatives coming from social media and the media. And so this really sparked this toward versus away energy conversation we're going to have today because I'm seeing so many of these posts 
where people relapse or they're nearing relapse and they say things like, I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to be a loser. I don't want my family to hate me. I don't want my family to, to not love me. I don't want my family to do this, that, or the other. I don't want my job to, to release me. I don't want to think of myself as a failure and as a loser and all of these, all of these away from energies, right? It's, it's, it seems to be permeating. And like I referenced at the beginning of the show, I'm going to try to meld a couple other um, philosophies in with this because I think that they have a lot in common with each other. And I don't know if uh, I've ever seen them put together in the way that I'm going to do in this episode. So we have the moving toward versus moving away energy. And we're also going to couple that with present state versus desired state, right? And the state is... Uh, where you're at emotionally or physically now. Generally, in the psychology community, a state is more referenced as where you're at emotionally, right? So if you're sad, then your present state would be sad. If your desired state was happy or even content, right? You go, content would come before happy, right? You can be sad, someone can tell a joke and you can laugh, and in that moment you feel joy, but Joy is, to me, joy is almost like a, it's temporary, it's fleeting, whereas happy is like a genuinely continuous state of being. You can have your own philosophies on emotions and whether they're uh, short-term or long-term. That's not the conversation we're going to get into right now. What we are going to discuss is getting from a present state to a more desirable state and the resources that you're going to need in order to do that. All right, the third thing we're going to cover today is empowerment versus disempowerment the difference between the two, and how you'll be able to use those to affect your state. And also notice whether you're moving toward or having a moving away from energy. Okay? I think this is extremely pertinent for all of us, considering what we're going through. And this won't just be something to use during your sobriety and recovery during the coronavirus. This, I I truly believe, will legitimately become an episode that you're going to want to call back on regularly because whenever you truly harness these three principles, and the principles is the wrong word, maybe these three practices or, or these three, um, to me, they're just, they're my they're foundational, right? These are things that I'm, I'm consistently looking at and, and asking myself, am I, am I feeling empowered or am I disempowered? What's my present state? What's the state that I would like to be at? And the state that I'm at versus the state I would like to be at, what energy am I using? Moving toward, which is a positive energy, or moving away, which is a negative energy. If you could see me in my room right now, I'm literally standing here moving toward, and then when I move away, I'm, push, I'm putting my hands out and like pushing them up as if like I'm trying to hold back like a Freddy Krueger in my dreams, right? And so let's get into this because I really think, um, I'm, I really think this is going to help. It helps me. I think about it a lot, and uh, I really want to be able to spread this um, over to you because I genuinely love all of you. I know I haven't met 99% of you. Uh, Very few have had an opportunity to uh, converse with me via Instagram. Um, The love is there. I care so much about where you're going, and I want nothing but the best for you. So... Let's get into this, because there's some really cool stuff to talk about. Um, I haven't yet figured out, let, let's let's go into moving toward versus moving away. 
So, because this, I've talked about so much, this one, this one, I think will be much easier for you to absorb and immediately understand where I'm coming from with this. When you have a moving toward energy, you're moving toward a positive outcome. When you have a moving away from energy, you're trying to get away from a negative outcome. So if you want to get sober because you want your family to stop hating you, you want your, you want your wife or your husband or your partner to, to not leave you, right? If that's why you want to get sober, you're moving away from a negative outcome. Now, if you want to get sober because you want a positive outcome, you want to, you're, you're looking to get sober because you want your partner to feel your love and to be more fulfilled by your presence. You want your kids to see that you're present and you're there for them. That's a positive energy, using positive energy to get toward an outcome of having them feel more love from you and understand that you're more present in your interactions. Again, the moving away from is whenever you are afraid they're going to hate you, so that's why you want to get sober. The moving toward is whenever you want them to understand how much you love them and to feel the love that is between you two, okay? So that's moving toward, that's moving away. You can think about it with money too. This is an easy one because many people have this, that you want to have a good job that pays a lot because you don't want to be broke. You don't want to be seen as poor or stupid or uh, less, uh, not hardworking, right? That's an away from energy. A positive toward energy would be that you want to make money because you want to be able to afford nice things for your partner. You want to be able to go on fun trips and see other cultures and experience the world around you. You want there to be security so that you, uh, if the coronavirus pops up in the future, you're not so worried about missing a few weeks or a few months of your job, right? Because you've got a savings account and you, you're, you're able to plan ahead and have money for a rainy day. That's a toward energy being afraid of being broke and stupid, um, that is, you know, right, because a lot of people think that people with no money aren't, aren't intelligent, which is a complete fallacy. But anyways, I, th- <laughs> I know a lot of people, at least when I, was, when I was using back in my college days, we were all broke and we were some pretty bright people. But I'll tell you what, you're running out of resources at three in the morning and all of a sudden you can, you can manage to figure out a way to re-up your, your stash. I n- never failed. We figured that out. So, we all know that that intelligence cannot be um, rated based upon your financial being, but at the same time, now you understand what toward versus away is. I think that you, that I've explained that enough. I don't want to continue to ruminate on that one uh, and just sort of beat a dead horse. So just picture if the reason why you are doing something is to get away from a negative, then you have an away energy. If the reason why you're doing something is to move towards a positive, then you have a toward energy. Very simple. I love this one. Think about it all the time. Now, empowerment versus disempowerment. I'm going to do this one before present state and desired state because I think that it's, I think that if you feel empowered and, or you feel disempowered, that will actually give you the ability to get to your desired state or it will take away your ability to get towards the desired state. Okay? So, empowerment comes via responsibility, right? Where we understand we can take control of ourselves, right? Keep in mind, you cannot take control of other people's emotions or actions, um, their results, their feelings, none of that. 
no matter how much you want to, you cannot control somebody else's thoughts, feelings, actions, or results. You just cannot. You can influence them. You can teach a child how to make a peanut butter sandwich all you want. Does that mean that they're going to do it exactly the way that you did? Does that mean that they're going to do it anywhere remotely the way that you did? Right? You might want to wax it on, and they might want to might want to paint the fence with it. You just don't know. But you can show them, and they'll either absorb it or they won't. Always keeping in mind that it's the responsibility of the presenter, like me, to explain it thoroughly enough so that the listener, you, can understand it. When you go to teach somebody something, if they're not getting it, it's not on them. It's not on them. It's on you. I really want you to absorb that one. That This is just a small little sidebar. I, didn't know, I don't even know how this is coming into the conversation right now, other than I'm taking and speaking um, classes, and this is something one of my teachers told me, that it is the responsibility of the speaker to make it understandable to the listener. And if the listener's not getting it, you need to figure out a different way to present it. Okay, anyways, that's that's actually a juicy little nugget, and I hope that you can take that and do something awesome with it in your lives. So, states, empowered versus disempowered. Right, We're only going to ever commit to a, our goals, our outcomes, etc. If we truly believe, if we truly believe we're able to achieve them, and we can do this by taking responsibility for our own lives. This is huge, huge when you think about your sobriety and your recovery, right? You are only ever going to be able to commit to your goals, goal of being sober and the outcome of getting into addiction recovery and and thriving in addiction recovery. You're only going to be able to do that if you can truly believe that you are able to achieve this and you do this, you you understand that you're able to achieve this outcome goal of becoming sober, this outcome of getting into addiction recovery. You do this by taking responsibility for your own life. Everyone is responsible for themselves. Okay? You want to to do a flock together thing. Responsible people together and the irresponsible people, they can go flock, flock together. Right? This is a reason why people go to AA and Refuge Recovery and SMART. You want to flock together with the people that are moving in the direction you're going. External people, right? These, these disempowered people, right? This is empowerment. Empowerment is understanding that you are responsible for your own life. The externally um, disempowered people blame everything on everyone else. Everything that happens to them is somebody else's fault. Everything is somebody else's doing. That's not how this works. The empowered person realizes they determine your future. You're in charge of you. The external person thinks of things like, why bother? I'm the victim. That person did this to me. I can never succeed because of this. I can't succeed because of that. Right? We're not drinking that cup of tea no more. We're not drinking that cup of tea anymore. Those who are externally focused believe that external forces like luck, other people, um, anything, anything that can throw the responsibility onto somebody else, that's what a disempowered person will do. I have no doubt in your own life, if you ask yourself, 
Were you empowered or disempowered when you did a certain thing or a certain something happened in your life? Right? You lost a job. Um, you you showed up late to work because you were hungover. Right? There's no, oh, well, I wouldn't have had my friend not taking me to the bar and bought me all those shots. You still made the choice to do all the shots. Oh, but they're just so convincing. Uh, you know, I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And so instead, you went to work the next day hungover. You pissed off everybody that you work with. You may have gotten reprimanded. You may not have. But either way, you know, you didn't have a good day because you were hungover the entire time. And ultimately, you had to live with that decision. I did that so many times. I know for a fact I was the person who was causing a ton of people to go into work the next day hungover. Because I was the one who's always like, oh, let's keep hanging out. Let's keep partying. Oh, man, I got to get to work at 9 a.m. Oh, you'll be fine. I'll make you some coffee, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm passed out at 4 in the morning, and they're the ones having to drag their ass out of bed at 8 a.m. Either way, right, if they blamed me, they were still disempowering themselves. I want all of us to come from a place of empowerment. Empowerment is so crucial to where we're going with our addiction recovery realizing that we're responsible for our actions, which is why in AA, when you're going through the steps, you have to go back and you have to make amends and you have to do all of these different things that let people know that I'm now taking responsibility for my actions then and I'm definitely taking responsibility for my actions moving forward. And moving into present state versus desired state, the present state that you're at, if you're empowered and you realize, wow, right now, right now I'm feeling pretty down but you realize that you're responsible for your own life and you're responsible for your own choices, then in order to move to the desired state of content or happy or joyous or enthusiastic or whatever it is, whatever positive state you're looking to go to, you realize that you're empowered and you can do that, right? If if your, your present state is sad and Sue referenced this last week, this can come out um, through physical manifestation, your facial expressions, your posture, um, your body, just in general, all your your physiology, anything that has to do with your body is is the physiology, right? And so if you're uh, hunched over and you got a frown on your face and maybe you're fidgeting a lot and this is a sign of you being sad or stressed out, in order to get to a desired state of confident um, or happy, right? It could be something as simple as standing up straight, pushing your shoulders back. Stop fidgeting with your hands and just put them to your side. Put a smile on your face, right? Your body and your physical will cause a lot of your state. A lot of people don't realize that they're looking to get happier, but meanwhile, they're you're, especially during this corona quarantine, you're laying on the couch and you're binge-watching you know, your Netflix, some stupid-ass show that isn't even all that good, right? Like I don't, I've watched one episode of Tiger King. So far, I mean, the dude's pretty hilarious. But imagine if you were like down-trawling the bottom of Netflix, right? I've done this. Next thing I know, I'm watching a show that's like subtitled because it was created in Brazil or Germany. And it's a decent, but I mean, do I really want to be watching this? <laughs> if I'm going to get into a show that's got five seasons, that's, that, you know, that's going to be hard to follow, I'd rather at least go and get on to Breaking Bad or something. My point being that if you're just laying on the couch all day and you're starting to feel depressed and and, and sort of sad and, and what is this happening to me, melancholy and the infinite sadness, right? You gotta get up off the couch. You gotta go get your body active. 
got to get a little sweat going, a little blood pump, and get out of breath a little bit. You can use your physical to, to change your state so fast. So fast. I do it all the time. I, I shoot these podcasts standing up now. My first, I'd say probably 30 or 40 of them, um, I used to sit down at my main computer in my room. And uh, one day I did this meditation on uh, ways to just be more productive and ways to uh, accomplish more uh, without working harder, right? It was like work smarter, not harder kind of meditation I did. And as I was going to, afterwards, you had to take a nap. And so as I was going uh, into that sleep mode, um, I had this vision of standing up at my desk and working. And uh, so when I woke up, I have this one wall that pretty much just has dry erase boards on it where I'm always writing ideas. And I just thought, you know, what if I put up a standing desk here? So I went outside, grabbed four cinder blocks, grabbed a tiny little Ikea table that I never did much with anyways that was just sitting next to my sit-down desk, and I just put it on top of four cinder blocks. If you've ever watched some of my Instagram stories, you see me in front of it, right? But now I sit here and I pace back and forth, and I, and I focus on my physiology to make sure that I'm, I'm getting the energy. So your, phys- your physical body can change your emotional state so rapidly. I cannot stress that enough. Other things that you can use. Music. I love music. I listen to music all the time. Even just now, I was listening to uh, one of Muse's albums and this song uh, called Get Up and Fight by Muse. I just absolutely love it. It's a relationship song, Get Up and Fight. And I mean, just the way he sings it, I, I listen to it on repeat. I love music to change my state. If I'm feeling... Uh, little bit down. If I'm feeling low energy, I just go ahead and, and jump on Armin Van Buren's A State of Trance, jam out to a couple of his songs. Next thing you know, I've, you know, there's, there's about two, there are like two hour long shows. Boom, two hours. I've accomplished so much. So you can use music, right? You can use laughter. You can use so many things to change your state, but you can only do that if you feel empowered that you alone control your state. You alone can control your emotions. You do not have to take on somebody else's emotions. Keep this in mind as you're quarantined with people in the house or your loved ones are calling you on the phone because they're constantly hearing this thing or that thing and it's freaking them out, right? You don't have to take on somebody else's emotions. When my friends call me up and they're like, oh my God, we might be out of work till July. Oh, there's tanks on trains going through LA. I think they're going to call martial law. and The dollar is going to collapse. And I heard the locusts are coming and the four horsemen were spotted over Oklahoma. And oh my God, there's frogs raining down in Brazil. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on over there? Calm it down. <laughs> You don't have to take on anybody else's emotions. Their emotions are their business. If you're in a relationship where you think because you've had a bad day at work and you, you have the right to come home and treat your family like crap, that they should have to tell you, know, I've had a bad day, so so should you. That is BS. There's no, there not even a, a nice way to put this, but if, if you're coming home with your shitty attitude, expecting everybody else to have to take on your crap because you had to take on the rest of the world's crap, you need to fix it. You need to work harder because that's not going to fly anymore. That's being disempowered. We're living in a world of empowered now where you make that choice. Little story. I used to be a waiter at a restaurant called Bonefish in Gainesville when I went to UF. And one of the things they taught us in orientation was 
you leave your problems at the fish. The fish was the door handle to the restaurant. There was a fish on either side. When you touched it from the outside, all your problems from school, from home, from any relationships, all of them got left with the fish. You walked in and you were to focus on work because that's what you're here for. You're here to make this business run and to make money so you can live an, an awesome life when you leave. And when you left work, you had to touch the fish again. And all the problems from work, all the BS that you went through in a high-paced, res- a high-paced restaurant environment, all the little arguments you had, you left them at the fish. If you're empowered and you know you're empowered, you can literally leave the problems from the outside world at your doorknob. You can call it a cool name. You can change your doorknob to look like a fish if you insist. Whatever you've got to do, you need to figure out a way to leave the problems from those areas there. If that means you've got to watch less news, stop getting on social media, get your kids off, the, off, their, off their flashy devices, have a no phone time for the, for the family, regardless if everybody likes it. There's going to be times where you're going to say no phones from 7 to 8 p.m., and you're going to really wish you could get on your phone at 7.15. But you made the rule, so you've got to stick with it. All right? Be empowered. Disempowered people are victims, Right? Your, your trauma from back in the day, right, that's not your fault, right? That might be where your victim mentality started because trauma happened to you. And I, by all means, trauma, is it happens to us all. I am not discounting yours in the slightest. I have no idea the level of trauma you've gone through. But this victim mentality that you're, you're, you're carrying around, right, the trauma that happened back in the day is not your fault, but the responsibility to heal it is. And if you're walking around with a victim mentality, then you are disempowering yourself to change your life today. That's what addiction recovery is. It is realizing that you are empowered to change your life today. Disempowered people are the ones in sobriety, white-knuckling it, counting the days because they're freaking out that if one little thing has a bump in the road, one little hiccup happens, they're going to find themselves at the bar or at their dealer's house and all hell's going to break loose. We've all had those moments. So again, by no means am I belittling anybody who might find themselves in that particular situation right now or has recently or just has in general because we have all had some moments where we snap back to sobriety and it's like, oh, well, you know, if that person hadn't have done this and that person had done that, you've watched kids, whether they're yours or your own or somebody else's, Either way, you've watched kids be like, well, I hit Becky because he hit me and Johnny hit me first. And you're sitting there like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're both responsible for this outcome that you're both hurt and you're both screaming and you're both crying and now we're going to fix it. Right? You want to be empowered. Right? When kids act that way, they're not addicts yet, but let's hope, fingers crossed, they never are. But when they start to act that way, that's that's what you would look like if you snap back to sober mode and, and went into disempowerment and started blaming other people for your lot in life and why you're behaving this way. Addiction recovery, the reason why the show's called From Sobriety to Recovery is we're going from sobriety where we're white-knuckling it and we're not really figuring out ways to better our lives and we're, we're looking to get that journey going so then one day we can say, I'm in addiction recovery. So I've had cravings over these last week, two weeks, two weeks as of tomorrow, but at no point did I think it was going to knock me off the wagon. 
because I am anchored and I have a strong foundation in my addiction recovery program. I'm empowered. I realize that I am responsible for my own self. Now, I went off a little bit on empowered versus disempowered, and I keep rolling back to that because I think out of all of this that I've discussed, you really harness empowerment versus disempowerment, and you will understand how you can be moving toward versus away, and you will definitely fully grasp how to take your state from where you're at now, which could be an undesired state, to a more desirable state. What motivates you? Right, Moving away from people want to avoid a certain situation. They don't want to experience loss or discomfort. They want to move away from something. They are moving away from pain. You are moving away from pain. You are motivated by avoiding pain. Moving away from people will focus on telling themselves what they don't want. Moving towards people, all right, this is where you want to find yourself at consistently. All right, you would become a person who strives to achieve an outcome. Again, empowerment. You want to move toward something better than you have today. You focus on what you will get when the outcome is achieved, and you are moving toward pleasure. You're motivated by gaining pleasure. Moving towards people will focus on telling you what they want because you're telling yourself what you want. This is huge. So, reflections to roll, wrap this up. What motivates you? What examples can you think of when you have taken a moving towards perspective? And when have you taken an away from perspective? I, I really want to stress about bringing awareness to this this power tool that you have in front of yourselves right now that you have been listening to for this last 30 minutes. Are there any goals that you would reframe in your life where you've been using an away from energy rather than a toward energy? Right? Do you find something positive in both? It is possible to find something in a away from energy. Because if you work harder because you don't want to be poor because you want to have the finer things in life and you want to be able to travel the world, see, if you keep playing it out, I don't want to be poor. Well, okay, that's an away from energy. Why don't you want to be poor? Uh, I want to have stability. Okay, why do you want to have stability? Because I don't want to have to worry about money. Why don't you want to have to worry about money? You know, because I want to be able to go on, on cool trips with my partner and I want to be able to provide things for my children that I didn't have when I was a kid. You see how all you have to do is answer a couple different questions and all of a sudden you find yourself at a toward energy? You can literally create this every single time you find yourself using an away from energy. And you do all of this by understanding that you are empowered to change every aspect of your life because you are in control. I want you to ask yourself, how does having this knowledge now empower you to see the positive where you once would have or could have seen the negative? Check out the show notes. Um, I'll put briefly um, some descriptions in there because I don't want this to, that to turn in iTunes sucks when it comes to show notes. To really see them in the way that I format them and write them, you need to go to Podbean, sometimes Stitcher, but Podbean um, and search for From Sobriety to Recovery if you've been listening to this on Spotify. Um, sometimes they do a good job with my show notes, um, but I'll, I'll put all three of these in here. In order to really fully 
embrace all three of these, uh, again, principles or philosophies that I've shared with you today, you need resources. You need the confidence in knowing that you can achieve this. You need the knowledge of even knowing they exist. And you need the skills. Skills come from practicing, switching whether whether you're using toward or away. Skills come from practicing, going from an undesirable state to a more desired state. Skills come from practicing where you see yourself giving yourself giving yourself empowerment versus disempowerment. The knowledge, I have shared it with you now. You can feel free to Google more or continue listening. <laughs> we'll talk about this stuff all the time, right? Toward versus away energy, present state versus desired state, empowerment versus disempowerment. If you throw in the letters NLP behind them, when you write these three things into Google, you'll start to come across articles that I've read You'll start to come across teachings that I've gone through. You'll really start to, to hone in. If you don't drop an NLP, you'll just probably get some Psychology Today kind of articles um, or maybe nothing that even remotely has anything to do with what I've just talked about. <laughs> and honestly, with the confidence, this is the same thing I have when I get up on stage and speak or I do these podcasts or I, I teach or I coach. I mean, I coach so many people through this stuff. And when I first started doing it, I didn't always have the confidence in myself that I could be of service and I could help the community. But the more I do it and the more I, I realize I just gain confidence in myself. I can see the state change in people when I coach them. I can see the state change in people whenever I speak on stage. I've seen the state change from you guys whenever you hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and you send messages to me. And, And it means the world to me to know that what I say resonates and it speaks to people and they've been able to use it and it's guided them. When I first started this show, I was like, you know what, if I could just help one person stay sober every single day for the rest of my life, then this show will have been worth all of my time, all of my effort, because I'm putting myself through this every single day. These are the kind of things that I'm constantly running my own um, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. These are the kind of things I'm running them through these filters every day. Why would I not want to get out there and, and share it with other people, knowing that if it's helped me, it could, it's going to help somebody else. And then it'll help you, and then one day you'll see somebody in need, and you're going to drop a little juicy nugget of wisdom on them, and they're going to hear it, and, and it's going to be, you're going to have heard it from me, but I'm going to have heard it from somebody else who heard it from somebody else who read it somewhere else. And then that person you help is going to go help someone. It's just this constant pay it forward. This is where inclusivity over exclusivity is of the utmost importance. Because if you're inclusive, then you share your your talents, passions, skills, and hobbies with other people, and they grow and they gain, and then they put it inside themselves, and then they swirl it all around, and they make their own little version of it in, in themselves, and then they go and they take it and they move it forward. We are all responsible for how we interact with every single other person that we come in contact with. Like they say, it takes a tribe to raise a child. I think people should stop just seeing it as a child, and it takes a tribe to raise every human being. And when you have an interaction with someone, that interaction becomes a part of them. Even if it's unconscious, it becomes a part of them. So be mindful of how you're treating other people. Use the wisdom you've learned in your sobriety and addiction recovery. 
move toward an energy and talk about it when you're doing it so other people understand what it's like to use positivity over negativity. Show somebody who's having a bad day how to change their state from where it is presently to where they want it to go. If you see somebody who's using disempowered words, sit down and ask them, how's it going? You know, ask them some questions, find out more, and see where you can start to offer them, you know, if they, I always like to say, can I make a suggestion, right? If somebody's giving you a bunch of disempowered garble out of their mouth, can I make a suggestion? And then show them some ways you've used empowerment to help you through a similar problem to theirs. When we're inclusive over exclusive, the entire society grows and it raises, and that's what we're here for. We're here to help everyone else around us grow and raise. Find your passion and pursue it. Pursue it, pursue it, pursue it, because you are responsible for your decisions, and you're responsible for your life. Okay. I hope that I didn't get too soapboxy. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so super pumped. I just want to see every single one of y'all have the life that you desire. I mean, that's that's like what I focus on. Like I, I, I show people how they can be the architect of their own lives, and they can start actively creating the life they desire over the passive nature that you could have been doing it through. No longer are you passive. Now you're actively creating your life. And while you're sitting on the couch and you're locked in your house, whatever you're doing, start start thinking about ways that you can actively make this situation better. Yes, you can't go to the beach, you can't go to the mountains, you can't go hiking, you can't go to the shopping mall, you can't go to the movie theaters. Yes, there's always places, all these things you can't do. That's an away from energy. Start thinking about the things that you can do and be grateful for the things that you do have and the things that you can still do. Turn it upside down and start thinking about the positives over the negatives. And I'm telling you, we'll all get through this. I legitimately thought I was going to get this episode done in under 30 minutes. I was watching the clicker and I and I was rocking and rolling. And here I am. I think like maybe maybe I need to stop these little, these little uh, motivational pep talks at the end <laughs> because it's really it, it causes the show to go late every time uh, again thank you so much so much so much for listening to the show i am honored as always to have you um, inclusive over exclusive use that moving toward let go of the moving away energy be empowered you are responsible for your life and isn't that such a freeing thing to know isn't that such a freeing thing to know that you're responsible for your emotions, for your actions, for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your results. You're responsible for you and only you. (laughs) Nobody else. Everybody else is responsible for themselves. I'm telling you, absorb that. Be that. Live that. Because your life is enough to handle. (laughs) You do not need the responsibility of constantly checking somebody else's. I get if you have kids, you can't let them get eaten by alligators. I mean, I'm not... (laughs) I get that you have to take care of other people, but you're not responsible for every single little thing that they do. You can only control you. You cannot control them. You can influence them as much as you want to do the right thing. And you can work really hard at turning it into a habit. But down the line, I can guarantee you, none of our parents actively thought, I hope I raise somebody who ends up in addiction recovery. They're not responsible for where we're at today. We are. And it's our responsibility to heal it. 
as always, inclusivity or exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Until we meet again, love you all. Bye-bye.